Well, today marks the 114th anniversary of the passing of what Minister Natim Tetwa of the Departments of Arts and Culture has said is a great African composer, Enoch Santonga, who in 1897 composed the African Renaissance anthem, Sikaleli Africa, a prayer which spread African consciousness and was adapted by Zambia and Tanzania as their national anthem as well. We opened the show today with a video from Lukanyo Kili uh, singing the national or the original Sikaleli Africa, I should say. He posted a video of that original Nkosisigeleli Africa song. Uh, this rendition that you've just heard is uh, by the Mighty Vitz SDA SM Choir. The song was, of course, written by Enoch Songtonga, who died on this day back in 1905. I'm going to read a brief uh, history and a background of this icon, and then we'll delve into that discussion that we began about a day or two ago when uh, the national anthem became topical again. Uh, Asanda Magagna, spokesperson for the Minister of Arts and Culture, will be unpacking this theme for us today. Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. All right, Enoch Sontonga was born in Utenay in about 1873. Trained as a teacher at the Lovedale Institution, he was sent to a Methodist mission school in Nansfield near Johannesburg. He went on to marry Diana Mkabisa, uh, the daughter of a prominent minister in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, and they had one son. A choir master, photographer, he wrote the first verse and chorus of Ngozi Africa, when he was about 24 years of age, one of many songs that he wrote for his pupils. Later that same year, he composed the music. The song is a prayer for God's blessing on the land and its people. Osandonga's choir sang the song around Johannesburg, around KZN as well, and other choirs followed suit. It was first sung in public back in 1899 at the ordination of Reverend Boini, a Methodist minister. Most of Sontonga's songs were sad, having witnessed the suffering of African people in Johannesburg. But they were so popular that after his death, choirs used to borrow them uh, from his wife. According to sources, it's believed that she eventually sold the rights to the song for a mere sixpence. She died in uh, 1929. Well, Sontonga, uh, as you have heard in the opening of the show and throughout the show today, uh, died of unknown causes at the age of 32. It was on this day back in 1905. We have on the line from the Department of Arts and Culture, Asanda Makaka. Asanda, very good afternoon to you. Welcome to Life Happens. Morning, Desikaya, and I greet all the listeners of SAFM. Thank you very much for inviting me um, to represent the Department of Arts and Culture on your show. You are most welcome. Sissy, you know, on, on a day such as this, when we mark the passing of such an icon, do you think that we have recognized him enough as a country? How should we be remembering him? I think that at times, um, as a nation and her people, it escapes us um, the greatness from which we come. I'm glad that you actually touched on um, the life and uh, the times of Umbinga, by the way, that's mm. his clan name, Umawawa, mm. and she was born um, in Newton Hague, Etinaha, 
that is um, where um, it falls under Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality in the Eastern Cape. So I think that as a people, sometimes it escapes us the greatness from which we animate because, um, you know, never mind that he would have been born in Newton Hague and would have later ended up in Lovedale before coming um, to the seminary, the theological seminary. Um, but um, he also, his time of living also occurs at um, a very opportune time in history because that time in history also marks the rise of African intellectualism. So you, you did mention that he composed the song, which was a song that he intended for his fire. However, it, that song, um, later on, by virtue of John Langalibalele Dule, who's one of the founders of the South African Native Congress, which we now know as the ANC, by virtue of that song being sung at uh, the Oshange Institute in 1901, um, that song became um, popularized as an anthem. And later on, S.E.K. Kai, yet another African intellectual, added several more standards to the song. And... Um, it was recorded in London, I think, in 1923 thereafter. And I can go into that history, but it, that's only then that it ended up in the hymn books of um, churches such as Iwisile, the Methodist Church, churches such as Ikhabe, the Presbyterian Church. Um, the Lovedale Press would have been responsible for printing those hymn books. But um, remember I said to you as a point of departure that sometimes the space of the greatness from which we come because... That song later on became an anthem, not just of liberation movements throughout the country, but it was sung at the conclusion of the Congress, um, um, which established the ANC back in 1912, and later on became adopted by various liberation movements Mm. throughout the continent. So on this day, when we mull that it is the day that this great man passes, great intellectual, black African intellectual past. I think that let us use the opportunity to consider that these are the people that we come from because he would have been followed uh, by the likes of Salt Lighty, uh, Pixley Gaspeme. So these are the people that are our forebearers and our forefathers. So I, I really think that um, this day, as opposed to us saying a great man died on this day, we should also consider that a great man who came up with a composition that could impact the whole continent, mm. not just South Africa, but also the song in itself, you know, became a clarion call and a prayer, not just for the liberation of South Africans, but the liberation of all people throughout the continent. And also, lest I forget, Ayanda, today also marks the independence of Zimbabwe. So how is that coincidence in history hmm. that Enoch Sondonga died on this day, and on this day, Zimbabwe, um, the formerly known as Rhodesia, was liberated. I think it speaks so much about Pan-Africanism and the importance thereof. In Kosisigeleli, Africa, as you mentioned, it was adopted as Zambia's national anthem in 1960, uh, Tanzania. Then it was uh, Tanganyika, uh, translated it into Swahili, uh, Mungu Ibariki, Africa. Um, also ado- adopted it as its national anthem. Um, and then we then saw, you know, 
on Heritage Day back. It was 1996. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we saw the grave of Enoch Sondog, um, you know, declared a national monument. It then begs the question, you know, if this is such an iconic song that was able to stand the test of time, that was able to reverberate uh, throughout the continent, why tamper with it? A lot of people saying that original song should have been in national anthem in and of itself. Maybe, you know, because of the recent developments and the butchering of the national anthem this week and how it became topical again, maybe this is a subject that should be revisited. I don't know. Maybe as a, a department, are there those considerations of saying maybe let's see how the Afrikaans part can fall away, the English part can fall away, whatever the case may be. Should we go back to the original form of the national anthem? Mm. It's a very important question that you're asking, Ayanda, and of course, it's a question that we cannot run away from. But we have to consider that um, the adoption of uh, that anthem, um, 1994, I believe that um, the then state president, um, through a proclamation, um, Africa, along with Morena was combined with uh, C.J. Langhoven's stem um, as uh, the national anthem. That was at a time when the democracy that is South Africa was born. That was at a time that South Africa was liberated. So again, there, there's a historical context and a social um, historical context at that. It took into consideration a South Africa that was then known as a rainbow nation. So it would have been important to have a national anthem that was symbolic of a South Africa that was coming together, uniting in diversity. We know that another proclamation was made in 1997, which then resulted in what we currently have as a national anthem, which is Gosefigelela, um, Morena Bunduka, the stem, as well as um, the English version of it. Now, I'm making this example, 1994, 1997, South Africa is growing as a child, growing as a democracy. South Africa now is a fully-fledged adult, 25 years. However, South Africa is not an established democracy, like, for example, England. So let's consider how the English um, relate to um, God, um, God um, save the Queen, how they sing it, because it has become inculcated in them and in their identity over successive decades and centuries even. Now, we compare ourselves with established democracies like that, or do we accept that we are a South Africa that is still growing in identity, and therefore, if South Africans 25 years down the line come together and say, Look, we really believe that national anthem as a national symbol, we want to inform the government and say that we believe that our anthem should be in this way. Then that would have to be taken into consideration because ours is a participatory democracy. But also, Ayanda, remember that um, we then opened the floodgates because um, this um Yesterday morning, for example, I was in a conversation where someone was saying, um, I don't feel represented in the national anthem. There's no tonga, there's no venda, and we know South Africa has nine official languages. So those debates are debates that we would have when the time comes. However, I would like to urge South Africans, because we are a nation that is growing together. So it means that as we grow together, we continue to inform how we become as a democracy so that conversation, of course, would have to be had. But in the interim, 
let us all accept that as our forebears and our forefathers and our foremothers, our founding fathers of this democracy, including the Afrikaners, by the way, who were extremely attached to C.J. Langhoven's system, that um, our democracy has gone through various stages, and as it continues to grow, that our forefathers did their part in taking Gosasigan in the Africa and bringing it um, as part of the national anthem in realization and acknowledgement throughout the, the decades that this song by Enoch Sandonga carried us. It gave impetus to our dreams. It also was a prayer and a petition um, to God, you know, um, to, to liberate us. And also the part, the most powerful part for me of, of, of Gosasigan in Africa is Nislamoya, because Apart from being just religious, it also evokes, um, you know, the ancestors as well. So that is a deeply African spiritual aspect of that anthem. So my point really being that um, that time, 1994, the anthem had to be the way it was. 1997, it changed. I'm certainly not ruling out that South Africans may decide to make a stage Mm. that we want to go back. But in the interim, what we have is the anthem that was proclaimed in 1997, and it is a national symbol. It is our anthem, and it is ours to take ownership of until such a time that it should change. Yeah, because even the part that you speak of, was mm. was removed from the national mm. anthem. But mm. I, I appreciate what you're saying in that it has to be a bottom-up approach and that you mm-hmm. can't unilaterally as a department just decide to make changes. We are taking mm. calls on the subject matter. Do give us a, a ring in studio. Our line is 0891-104-207. And the WhatsApp line is 0 Six one four one zero four one zero seven, and I do see some WhatsApp messages uh, coming through. I'll read those messages in just a moment. Um, you can also send us a tweet or two at South. Uh, I nearly said South African Radio uh, at SAFM Radio. The Twitter handle at SAFM uh, Radio. I think because we're talking about our beloved country, South Africa. Um, but uh, yeah, your calls, your messages are more than welcome. Let's engage on this topic. Do you think uh, we should change the national anthem? Should it revert to the original form of Nkosi Sigaleli Africa as uh, the late Enoch Santonga had envisaged uh, when he wrote the prayer slash song? Of course, we are marking his life and times as this is the day uh, where he passed on in 1905. So do get in touch with us. Let's have that conversation. When we come back, we continue our discussion with Asanda Makaka. Reason to be cheerful. 1 to 3 p.m. Ayanda Ali Payne on SAFM. Of course, we are marking the life and times of a great African composer, Enoch Sontonga, who passed on um, uh, on this day, all those many years ago, 1905. It is the 114th anniversary of his death. We are remembering one of his greatest works in Kosisigaleli, Africa, a prayer which spread African consciousness and was adapted by, or adopted, I should say, by Zambia and Tanzania as part of their national anthem as well. We have a quick voice note on the topic of the national anthem and whether or not it should be changed. Let's take a quick listen. Good afternoon, Ayanda and your listeners. I'm an anonymous endeavor. Actually, I've said it again and I'm going to say it again. Interfering with that uh, original uh, Africa, it's just being Africans' so-called leaders. 
because I cannot call them leaders, so-called leaders, being puppets of the minority. I thank you. All right, we are still joined by Asanda Makaka, spokesperson for the Department of Arts and Culture. We have a call or two coming in. Asanda, thank you so much for staying with us. I trust that you'll be able to respond to some of the calls as they come in. Let's quickly hear from Utembelile. Utembelile, very good afternoon to you. You're calling us from Hatfield. Welcome. How are you? I don't think it's necessary for us to spend time changing national anthem. Because that's not where the issue is. So our national anthem, according to me, is very inclusive. So we don't really need to change it. Mm. Mm. You, you think it's fine just the way it is? I think it's fine. I think it's inclusive. All right. Thank you very much for that short shop. And to the point, Tembelise calling us from Hatfield. Shall we take a listen to what Gatlejo has to say? Gatlia, very good afternoon to you. What do you have to say? Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Hmm. You know, I, I don't think we should change the national anthem because it's part of our history. You understand? Hmm. So we, we, we grew up uh, uh, knowing cause, because it, it tells us in, in terms of history where we come from in South Africa. So if we change it now, then I, I think it's, it's something else. I think it's fine the way it is. Yeah. People need to learn it and know it. Yeah, that's Whether another thing. Which language, regardless of which language, you must learn it and know it. Yeah, yeah. Gatli, yeah. thank you very much uh, for weighing in on this debate. Shall we go to Tembisa? That's where we find Lerato. Lerato, hello to you. Hi. Oi, just lost uh, Lerato. Lerato, are you back on the line with us? Hello to you. Welcome. Aya, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ayanda, we come very very far as a nation to even have such a beautiful national anthem amongst everyone in the whole world. So I think changing it will be taking us 20 steps backwards. We mm. shouldn't be changing such things. It's inclusive of everybody and everyone in the, included in that makes us a one simple special nation. Yeah. So I don't really think we should be changing our national anthem. You don't think we should touch it at all. Thank you very much no. uh, for the call. Uh, let's uh, go to Pretoria. That's where we find Shanice. Shanice, hello to you, sis. Uh, let's press the button. Why don't we? That might help. Uh, Shanice, can you hear us now? Welcome. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm good, thank good. you. You know, I, I would like to agree with your previous caller that I don't think that national anthem should be changed. Mm-hmm. It, it, it unites us, and even though I can't speak, now and then I can hear other languages, mm-hmm. but then, you know, singing the national anthem, it just shows that we all need to love together because it's such a beautiful hymn that it really it can unite us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you very much for the call, Shanice. We're going to take two more callers and then we'll hear from Asanda. Shall we go to uh, Mbombela? That's where we find Sbu. Sbu, hello to you. Hi, Sbu, can you hear us? Sbu from Bombela, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello, I can hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. All right. Thanks, ma'am. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, My point is, Changing the national anthem, it won't be a good idea at all. Mm. Why am I saying so? I think it will lose originality. It will lose the quality. It will lose where we come from. It was amended to be Africans and English and Swazi and, or if I can put it in Guni, it's enough. Mm. So for now, 
our generations and generation need to learn what we have now and have it, sustain it and keep it that way. All right. Thank you very much for that, Smu. Let's quickly speak to uh, Kiana. Kiana, you're calling us from Leondel. We're going to hear your input and then hear from Asanda. What do you have to say? How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Mm. I would like to basically echo everybody else's sentiments. Mm. Uh, I don't think that we should change the, the national anthem. It really is part of who we are, who we've become, where we've come from. And like one of the callers also said, that it, it unites us. So mm-hmm. it, it shows that we are the Rainbow Nation that, that Mandela hoped for us to be. And we so can be that Rainbow Nation that Mandela hoped for us to be. So changing the national anthem will, will take that away from us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for your input, Kiana. Much appreciated. Asanda, judging by the callers who've called in today, I think consensus, at least on this show, uh, is that, you know, do not mess it up. Don't fix it if it's not broken. Um, the problem then becomes learning it, which we saw earlier this week can be a little bit challenging. Um, for those who are not Nguni speakers, maybe they'll struggle with the Nguni part of the national anthem or the Tswana part or even the Afrikaans part. Are we doing enough then as a country to teach it. Some people were saying that maybe on SABC shows, uh, before we start the show, we should play the national anthem. Some were saying that, um, you know, different platforms, we should just make sure that we know the anthem. Are we doing enough to learn our national anthem? So let me say this to you, Ayanda. Um, we have for many years now, um, together with the Department of uh, Basic Education, of course, before it was known just as the Department of Education, the national anthem is something that was taught even in school. Um, I, I know it word for word, and I remember because there were certain occasions where we had to learn it. If you go to children and ask them to sing, you find that, of course, depending on um, the development of um, how they speak, um, you see that they know the national anthem. And if you even watch um, soccer teams, rugby teams, our national teams, and other people, you know, on different stages, when it comes to singing the national anthem, they seem not to have a problem in articulating all these different languages and singing the national anthem properly. Mm. We have elderly people who, um, you know, would have grown up in an era where they would have reviled the stem, but taking into cognizance that it is our national anthem now, are able to transition easily from Benguni to the Sutu to the Afrikaans and to the English. I'm making all of these points because the question, I think, is on the individual. What exactly is your excuse? So I would have been monitoring um, on, on Twitter and this week people saying, uh, look, um, I also seem to have an issue with um, the Afrikaans part. The question is why? Mm. Is it a resistance on your part? Because um, if you go, for example, today um, on, on Minister Nachim Tetwa's um, social pages, you'll see that there's a video where the national anthem is being uh, played. Mm. So why not download that video? Take it upon yourself to learn the national anthem. I'm trying to make the point that sometimes maybe we make excuses for ourselves, even though um, government included is doing or has done all it could to make sure that we are as a people, the patriotism has been taught and we have been taught properly. Hmm. You probably know the anthem. A lot of people were coming out and saying, I know the anthem. And others, by the way, have been honest enough to say, I don't know certain parts because I have not bothered to teach myself that. 
But mm. without really getting into that, I think that you raise an important point. Why is the SABC not playing the national anthem at any time for that matter? And um, why do we wait for Freedom Day for us to have the anthem or on any other days when it is being sung just because it happens to be taking place at an event that is being broadcast? So mm. what are we doing as media, whether it is public, um, you know, public broadcasting or private broadcasting? What are we doing to actually ensure that as a national symbol and as patriots, we are also playing our part in informing our listeners and teaching our yeah. listeners? But let me pick up on what your listeners have been saying. I think that there's some very powerful sentiments that have been coming through um, from your callers, particularly Uayanda, I think the first caller said, she likes the anthem because of its inclusivity. And this pretty much was echoed, and including the, 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 the sentiment that, look, if we change, keep changing and changing, to what end? So let me just make this point. The national anthem in its current form, um, it would be a progression of Enoch Sondonga's song, um, which, you know, came into being uh, as a national anthem through various stages. But merged with uh, C.J. Langhoven's The Stem. Now, Langhoven wrote The Stem, which was later composed by um, Reverend Davidius in 1921, and it was firstly sung in 1928. Now, this is Sutu version of the anthem was which was written by Obaba U Gate Moses in nineteen forty two and then only in nineteen fifty two the English version of the of the stem, which is the call of South Africa, was endorsed for official use as the national anthem. So it was only in nineteen fifty seven that the apartheid government decided that the stem would be the national anthem. But by that time, Sondonga's Gosetigalili Africa had reached out to a greater number of uh, the oppressed masses throughout the continent. Mm. So I'm citing this history to make the point that taking various backgrounds into account and also coming to a point where South Africa, it is now the Codesa negotiations taking place and finally attaining freedom in 1994. We have all these various backgrounds and all these various histories and we have a South Africa that exists in a content of, mm. in the context of let us come together. So it is inclusive yeah. and it is the national anthem. So can we perhaps as a people in the same way that we show pride in our national symbol that is the flag also take it upon ourselves to take pride in the anthem And the learning thereof. Uh, Lysander on Twitter says, and I think you've answered Lysander saying, uh, was the Sisotu part always uh, part of the anthem as well? If not, who wrote it? Uh, Asanda went to great lengths to just give us the context of what we know is the national anthem today and how it came about. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Junior, I see you, Sean from Joburg. You're on the line. So Kempton Park, Silla from Balfour will take your calls. You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. Let's go straight to the lines. And Ngumiso, you're calling us from Kempton Park. Hello to you. Welcome. Hi, Ngumiso. Are you still there with us? Hi. Oh, boy. Hello? Hi, Ngumi. Can you hear us? Hi. Hi. Yes, Shema, I was worried you, you were holding for too long. You disappeared on us. Thank you so much for holding. What do you have to say? Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't see reason for the national anthem to change. I believe that it's called the national anthem because it caters for everyone in the nation. And out of all songs, I really think that it's a song that unites us in terms of race, gender, or tribe. So I really don't think we can change it because if mm-hmm. an artist made a mistake, I'm glad that he came out and apologized for it. So I think it should stay in remain as is. 
Yeah, thank you very much for that, Nomi. Let's go to Sean. Sean, what do you have to say on the matter? Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Mm. Uh, for me, uh, South Africa is a very uh, diversified uh, country. We have many languages in South Africa. So I think having those languages as well in the national anthem promote our diversity as a country. So I don't think there is a need for us to change the national anthem. We just have to learn it, how to sing it. Mm. All right, thank you very much for your call, Sean. Uh, let's go to Junior. Junior, hello to you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Please proceed. Good. Mm. You know what? Let's, let's not change something that is not broken. If we change the national anthem, what are we going to change it to? Mm. So let's not worry about it. It's like worrying about changing street names when you have so many potholes in the country. <laughs> Why can't we fix the potholes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Junior, for that. Uh, still, uh, hello to you. Welcome. Hi, how's it? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, how are no, you? I think I think I agree with Junior. I think he has a point. Um, I think we're doing much on things that are not that much important. And as much as we're talking about diversity, stuff gets a diverse country. We need to maintain that. Um, mm-hmm. because if because we are the majority as blacks, we are going to say we need to change this. That means we are dictating our races, and we are. We're gonna be abusing our our majority, so I think yeah, I, I think we need to focus on things that are, are more mm. of of significant importance than focusing on such things. If national anthem, they should leave it like that. If they need to change, they should even add more languages like Tibetan, then Song, and other languages. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for that. I appreciate it. I heard someone say if you want to make it more inclusive, uh, maybe then translate some of the other parts into uh, other languages. Yeah, you know, Asanda did mention that now then we are starting a thing because we've got uh, so many official languages in the country. It might be difficult to go through them all. But this is a discussion we're having on Twitter. I see Black Diamond saying the South African national anthem is a musical version of the Rainbow Nation. It sounds contrived and compromised. Mm. All right, let's go to your voicemails. Uh, I hear that we've got uh, one or two WhatsApp messages coming through. Hi, Azana. This is Akima Tebolala, Age of Exit. I mean, I don't like the way we sing Akosisikelel uh, Africa. I love the original version of it, but I don't like when it comes to Africans in English. It was supposed to be sung by, sung by the way Zulu and Soto. It was enough for me. So when we put this term on it, I don't like it. This is Zaki, material of it. Now the national anthem should be in its original format as we are Africans. And it's for Africa. I thank you. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. You know, looking at uh, the various points that people are putting forward, including the fact that people feel they are not included in the current national anthem as it is, and looking at a diverse country like ourselves, like with 11 official languages and more other languages that may be added, the Khoisan and stuff, I think. As a country, we need an instrumental national anthem. And that way, no one will complain and say, no, I'm not catered for, because there's no way we can compose a short enough national anthem which will cater for all languages. It wouldn't make sense at all. Let's have an instrumental anthem, and then everybody will be happy with it. Karas Mabulana in Lipompo. Thank you. Hi, Anda. Hi, Suga. Ababandwa, Ba. But I'm excited when I'm seeing 
there's nothing to worry about with national anthem national anthem nobody nobody i now change why it does not necessarily matter we have bigger things to worry about like the economy the economy is still skewed to the europeans while they are a minority in this country we are the majority that we should be worried about we should change that status quo we can't remain with an economy and land that i have that, that that have been lying in the hands of the minority and then we think we're happy about that and we worry about that's nothing to that's the least of things that you should be thinking about this is Klaba from the Eastern Cape. Thank you. Well, thank you very much uh, for all those uh, WhatsApp messages that came through. I think the one that tops the agenda for me is uh, this one saying, awesome discussion on the great Enoch Santonga and immeasurable value his timeless composition Nkosisigeleli Africa has made. We love it and are so proud of it. Thank you. And that's from Dr. Tlinam Shope in Durban. <clears throat> on that note, Asanda, thank you very much for having joined us. Perhaps your last um, comments on the matter. Ayanda, the Department of Arts and Culture and the Minister of Arts and Culture is the custodian of all national symbols um, of this country. The national symbols include the national anthem, the national flag, the coat of arms, the national flower, the national anthem, and so on. Now, I've heard the word inclusivity mentioned quite a lot when it comes to the national anthem. Are South Africans aware that the coat of arms of South Africa and the motto that is written on it is written in Khoisan. The language that is written on the coat of arms is the Khoisan language, and it literally means diverse people unite. It replaces the former ex-unitate vires, I think, which was Latin, for unity is strength. Now, therein is another language which someone might have said, I feel as um, someone who is coy, I feel as well been sidelined. In on the national coat of arms, that language is reigned supreme. So I need to make the point that inclusivity is something that we perpetually have to strive for as, Afri- as South Africans. And it is something that I think if we... Hmm. Asanda, are you still there? All right. Unfortunately, it seems we have lost Asanda, but we got the gist of what she's trying to say. Such a pleasure having conversation with her. Very knowledgeable, very passionate, as you can hear, spokesperson for the Department of Arts and Culture, Asanda Magaka, on the subject of Enoch Santonga. And uh, of course, as we commemorate uh, the day of his passing today, uh, back in 1905, his work still uh, looms large over the landscape of South Africa. And dare I say, Africa at large. When we come back, we'll hear from the little ones on the subject of the national anthem. I'll take also uh, perhaps a tweet or two as we wrap up this discussion.